As you can see, it's like living a dream forever, said the young blonde saleswoman with glasses that gave her a bit of a geek look and a strategically unbuttoned button on her shirt. Yeah, I thought, forever. Or until I die. Or my budget runs out. Or the game servers are shut down. Or a lot of other possibilities. It was still a good product. The first game supporting long-term immersions. More than that, the first massively multiplayer online role-playing game, MMORPG, available in the immersive reality technology. Vsoft was the company behind the technology that talked directly to the brain and gave the user the impression of being transported to a different reality. Since the technology reveal, five years ago, the company had refused to allow any MMORPGs to be developed by any developer. Only now were they releasing such a game themselves. What about money? Can I put some cash in? Of course. I mean, we have a minimum interference policy. Who would like some super-powerful Vsoft employee meddling with their lives all the time? Or a super-powerful player coming out of the blue just because he is rich in this world? But let's be frank. There is no reason to send away anyone genuinely interested in starting a comfortable new life. Really, really interested. She looked at me expecting a reply, her blue eyes giving me the mysterious, are you good enough to ask, act. I bit. How interested? You can buy in-game currency. She leaned in closer, as if she was about to confide in me a most magnificent opportunity. Minimum of ten dollars for ten silver coins. Maximum of ten thousand dollars per month per player for a hundred gold coins. Valia Online, the game I was considering playing, had a pretty common currency system. Bronze coins were the less valuable. A silver coin was worth a hundred bronze, a gold coin was worth a hundred silver, and a platinum coin was worth a thousand gold. A teaser trailer had shown a level 20 elf buying a common sword for 15 gold. This meant about $1,500 for a basic piece of equipment. It was crazy, and the worst of it all was that people would pay for it. The game was already popular before even launching, and if it delivered all it promised, millions would play in a few weeks. It was easy to believe what she had said. They had a minimum interference policy, but no one was crazy enough to ignore rich people willing to pay and there were a lot of those around. Investing real-world money in the game wasn't in my plans, but I couldn't complain about the rates. They were making average players and rich bastards alike happy enough. Unfortunately, those prices would only last until the black market developed. Of course, she continued, we will also sell multiple exclusive items with purely cosmetic value that will not affect the game balance, such as items to make a weapon or armor glow, and the possibility to change your character name. That was expected. These days, no game came out without items like that. Hats, gamers called them, even though no one remembered why. That sounds reasonable, but I'm just a law student with a few millions. I must save some money for my children. I gave her my best smile, not wanting to waste the opportunity of hitting on her. She was pretty. Beautiful, but not interested. Her smile didn't disappear, but she leaned back in the chair again. I guess a man going into stasis for undetermined time isn't a good romantic investment. That's all right, of course. We want players from all economic possibilities to enjoy our game. Sure you do.
Four hundred bucks a month after the trial month. Every poor youngster can just stop working and pay $4,800 for one year of their lives. Despite my social warrior thoughts, I knew it was pretty cheap. Most people spent more than 400 bucks in one month of their lives. In my case, I would get into a rented virtual reality capsule and forget about bills until my contract ran out or I decided to leave. And if I wanted to interact with the real world without leaving, I could just call anyone from inside the game. If one had a house, one could sell it and live comfortably in a rental virtual reality capsule for the rest of one's life. Of course, there were also the people who wanted to stay in their houses and play. The monthly fee was only 50 bucks in these cases, but they had to buy their own IR equipment. The cheapest one cost $5,000 and was a simple IR helmet called Verbridge, not an encompassing full-body capsule. It was the best choice if they were casual players or had to leave the game regularly, but I was going for the long-term option. Looking at her open blouse, a thought occurred to me. What about sex? Her eyes widened for a second and she reflexively crossed her arms. The kinds of gamers she was used to dealing with probably weren't that shameless. Still, as the professional she was showing herself to be, her smile didn't disappear. You can do anything in Valia. Any NPC can become your lover. If you play it right. An NPC, or non-player character, was any non-player entity who wouldn't be classified as a monster. Nowadays, they were mainly controlled by AIs, much to the despair of AI rights activists. The same goes for any player, of course. We also take the recently passed gaming laws very seriously, and there will be no in-game pleasure houses, nor will any kind of sexual harassment be tolerated. Sex was no novelty in IR, either with NPCs or with other real people using their own IR devices. It was said that some couples preferred to have sex in simulators where they could go on indefinitely without tiring and try some positions their real bodies were not flexible enough to achieve. All right, let me see the papers. Her smile got even more beautiful, and she left the small room for a few minutes.